0: Okay, uh, hey everybody! Thank you so much for joining us today at the RG Podcast. This is uh, Isaiah Diesel, joined with a very special guest, Mister Mister Almost a Doctor. Can I call you AAD? Ad? Yeah, that'll do. I'll, I'll happily take that. Or
1: you can just call me Matt if that's easier.
0: Matt, say I didn't want to give away your name, so uh, but uh, you know, first, name's some that- first name's fine.
1: First name's fine.
0: There are some people out in the ether who can't handle the idea that somebody might have a disagreeing, a dissenting opinion, so we know how those people are, and uh, that's not There's the also a lot of, of people who would
1: do bad things if they got personal information, so I can understand I know that one.
0: Exactly, exactly, which is why I use Diesel. Not that I personally mind using my name or anything, but just people, yeah, some people just can't be grown-ups. But uh, that being said, can you tell me where you're calling out of today, mate?
1: I'm out of Sydney, so yeah, Australia, so down under. Apparently the land that doesn't exist, according to some people around the globe. but uh, Well, some of those people probably don't believe in a globe, yep. but yeah, I'm here. I think but I'm here's, real.
0: Here's the real question. Um, if you're in Australia, it's not down under, it's just here. So do you guys just say here?
1: Mm, We've we refer to ourselves as down under occasionally, but normally we just... Uh, yeah, it's just this is where we are. We don't we don't think about it too much. So, yeah, it's a good point. Because in physics, uh, but, you know, up is relative. So right. if we're talking, like, up, like, for me, it's that way. But if I was to be where you are, I'd be pointing in the opposite direction. It'd look right. down to you. But as long as we define our term, you define your terms clearly in physics, you're fine, particularly with directions. Say <laughs> so, this is what I'm defining as, you know, up, we're good.
0: So I want to get this started off on a good note. So I want to get on your good side. So I'm going to start off with a little joke, a little physics joke. Is that all right? Thank Go for, for it no,
1: It's not as About though I have a 4 minute video. And,
0: but... and Heisenberg, Heisenberg and Schrodinger are driving in a car and uh, uh, Heisenberg is driving extremely fast and he gets pulled over and whenever he whenever the the the, the police officer sees that he has out of place uh out-of-state license plate he says um hey do you have any idea where you are right now uh you know he's to ask him in a sarcastic way and then he says do you know how fast you are going and and so heisenberg says uh well it's impossible to know how fast you are and where you are at the same time uh maybe i butchered that a little bit but anyway um yeah okay so then so then the the police officer says you know what I'm, i'm tired of your attitude he says i'm gonna have to search this vehicle so he says, I'm going to need you to pop the trunk for me. So he goes and he pops the trunk, and he sees that there's a dead cat in the trunk. And he comes back around. And he says, hey, do you guys know that there's a dead cat back here? And Schrodinger says, well, I do now. Yes. Yeah, I do okay, like you got it. it. All right. All right. So um, can you tell me real quick uh, like what it is that you're doing um, or studying? So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you start off right there?
1: I have. I have a a small YouTube channel that I do on the side, which is hence I use my name for almost a doctor. I do. I like doing science videos, but my my background is in science. I'm currently doing PhD in physics, and I have also done a fair bit of chemistry in the past as well. I'm te- I'm building gas detectors for environmental monitoring, and I'm wow. technically in an astrophotonics group, but I I do like some other aspects of physics i mean astronomy does fascinate me a lot and i and i do a bit of i've done a, well, a lot of study for that too because you know you can't get yeah. through a physics major without looking at at least a little bit of it but it's, it's kind of interesting the the level that we go into i, I like kind of looking at the depths there it gets complicated quickly though
0: right so i took a little bit of astronomy in college but that was like 20 years ago so i might be a little bit rusty but uh, I do think it is one of the most fascinating uh mm. because just how vast it is and so um I actually do yep. have some kind of astronomy tattoos on my arms uh and I actually have a crescent and a star on my back but that actually was more for Islam but uh so it's going to be interesting to have that uh, conversation but before we do we like to have a friendly fire round and this one is specifically going to be about maybe Australia and um uh, astronomy. So, are you ready for that?
1: Yeah, let's give it a shot.
0: Okay. So, cro- crocodile hunter or crocodile dundee uh
1: they're so different, though. Like, it's like a movie, or do I want to watch? Ah, uh, that's a, that's a difficult one. Probably hunter. crocodile hunter. I, I'd have to go probably St- Steve Irwin because I, I just because I probably learn a lot more. And I, I do like that. I do like watching, watching those that those sort of things. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was just cool. for the it record. A pity.
0: Ninety percent of yeah, total pity. But ninety percent of American knowledge about Australia came from Crocodile uh, Dundee because we all watched that one growing up. But then the other ten percent came from uh, the Crocodile Hunter as you guys like to say. But, okay, if you had to o- own a koala or a kangaroo, which one would you rather own?
1: Oh, kangaroo. Koalas uh, are okay. docile or aggressive. They, they, they're really, really right. silly animal, actually. They're not the brightest, whereas kangaroos are fairly uh, – I just have a kangaroo. But... Do
0: you ever see that one where that kangaroo is, like, really buff? He looks like he's in prison. He's, like, he's, he's flexing. Like yeah, that. that's how they look. Pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, favorite Australian beer, but I'm just gonna assume it's Foster's.
1: Well, you can't buy it Foster's. here. I actually is a joke Cut, with some of the others from Six Pack. We, we went looking. You can't buy Foster's here. It, it it's not an Australian beer. No one here drinks it because it's horrid.
0: Really? Because yeah. in the commercial they make they say Foster's beer, Australian for beer
1: yeah no no one in australia drinks foster's it's not an australian okay. beer
0: so what favorite favorite beer
1: oh that's a hard one depends on the mood if i'm thinking just a favorite australian beer ah uh, depends i like going exploring because there's a lot of like niche breweries around so so like i got to go to like the little creatures over in wa once that that was nice okay but I, am the sort so of person last... that doesn't tend to have more than one beer because I, it's it's a little bitter <laughs> for me. But there's some, there are some good, good ones. But it depends on where you go. As I said I like the niche breweries that, that tend to have smaller batches. Those something a bit different,
0: basically. And, okay, and so here's the last question: um, If you had to colonize any planet in our solar system, which one would it be?
1: As in. All the technology to fully go there is yeah, given.
0: Terra it's called terraforming. Is the oh, okay. term? Okay.
1: I'd I'd be tempted to say Venus, just because I'd love to see how that would actually go. <laughs> I'd just mm-hmm. love to turn Venus, which the like almost molten ball of raining acid, into somewhere that you could live. That that would just that's just kind of an impressive feat. Like, it's so hot well, that favorite- me- it would melt on the surface.
0: My favorite, um, one of my favorite, definitely top five sci-fi of all time. I'm a big sci-fi nut uh, as far as film, but would be um, Total Recall. So I think they colonized uh, Mars. The, the on original
1: there, so. one,
0: though. Oh, yeah. The second one was, as you guys say, shite. It was shite. Um, okay. So here we go. Oh, is that is that a UK thing? Uh, you guys also say shite?
1: some people do
0: okay all right so if you can tell me real quick uh you are an atheist correct
1: uh in the yeah i don't believe in a you know deity or follow a religion
0: yeah. de- i love how you change an e i into an a that's incredible a deity okay so how about this? Where would you rate on the scale on the docking scale from one to seven? One meaning you believe in God, seven meaning you don't. Where would you put yourself?
1: It depends on which one you're talking about. It could, because in terms of very specific versions so where someone lays it out, say like a, a like a hundred percent like literal reading of the Bible, I would be pretty much a seven as close to a seven about anything mm-hmm. that I could. Because I don't believe in like absolute certainty because right. we're humans, we can be wrong. But if we're talking about a more general concept, then yes, a little lower down on that scale because like, a six but I, I, or six... I, like yeah, I don't go around saying it's impossible. I'm happy, if someone presents me with information that shows that something that I would happily call a god exists, go for it. I want to see that. And one of the things is I work alongside a lot of scientists and have worked alongside scientists who are very religious. And we get on really good. I like having those sure. conversations. I find it quite interesting. So, yeah, it really depends on exactly what claims and what part of it that they were talking about, which is why I find I like the question. It's a good question to kind of narrow down on what people believe, but I find it. It for me a little hard to answer without. Okay. That's fine. more specific. So yeah. So, hopefully hopefully that does six, help.
0: Because it yeah, might okay, it might
1: fine. kind of give an idea of where I'm coming from from later okay. responses.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And so, can I ask you this question? Was there ever a stage in your life that you did believe in a deity? <laughs> yes. Deity. Yeah. Deety?
1: Yeah. I was and really around just nice
0: what age was that? that? Uh,
1: I was in the early 20s when it, when it kind of started to. It wasn't a fast process. I didn't just give it up overnight, but slowly through it, early 20s.
0: I think, yeah, I I, I actually had that. I went to Bible college my freshman year. And if there's something that I'll turn you into atheist, it, it's hanging around a bunch of Christians. I'll tell you that because that definitely did it for me. And um, so, but I did have a spiritual journey. I as I told you, I have some Islamic tattoos. Um, I got some various different tattoos of the world religions as I was traveling around in different countries and looking into different things. But okay, that being said, um, I have an interesting question because you have something somewhat of a cosmology background. So I was wondering if you could tell me their first one, this is kind of a big one, but is the universe infinite?
1: It's actually a really good question because it kind of opens it up. So when I'm thinking physics and people say infinite, we're talking about kind of it can just keep going, like things can physically keep going and it just expands out infinitely. And that question is actually really difficult to answer because one of the things that would prove that it's not is if we can detect curvature to the universe if the universe is, say, space-time itself is curved, then if you kept looking and whilst it's not physically possible actually see this far, but just as a hypothetical, let's say you can see infinitely far, you would be able to keep looking and see the back of your own head if the universe is curved kind of right around. Now, there have been a right. lot of models that have been proposed that that indicate different shapes because it may not just curve around like that. It may curve away you may get like almost saddle type shakes. it gets really complicated but right
0: right i've seen those I, it's one of them is yeah kind of like in terms donut, of,
1: it looks kind of like a donut sort of yeah it, but it depends the the most the ones that i've heard the most on and that might just be because of you know the people i interact with uh, in physics and those the, the people i know from that and just the information i've come across tends to be the debate between is there some curvature versus no curvature because if there is no curvature, then you could probably say the universe is infinite, which is where I'm going with this. The problem is the universe might be so big that we can't see the curvature. Because one of the experiments they do for that is exactly how you would tell that the Earth is round. You take three points on the Earth and you look and you line them up and you take all the angles and the maths and you can see, and you see if there's a curvature to them. You can check by what they see of each other. The problem is, is it might be like the issue that a lot of flat earthers have. They look at the earth and say, well, this bit looks flat, but it's just because mm-hmm. the perspective is too narrow. It might be that we can't, it's, it curves so slowly that we can't actually physically see the curve. It's too right, big right. for us to detect. And so it's actually right. a really so- hard question to get down in terms of, of exactly how big the universe right. is in terms of how wide the like how the matter part of the universe and we think about it is we know that's about 92 93 million um yeah billion sorry light years like we know billion. the the matter part of it but whether that that can keep going infinitely is a different story
0: right so 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 my best friend who's was best my best man uh, when i got married his name is dan and um he He's a physicist as well. So we sometimes have these conversations, and I can make it about 10 minutes where I actually understand what he's saying, and then he starts going off to some other territory. But he was kind of talking about these various shapes, and what he was saying is that if the the universe is flat, okay, if the universe is flat, then uh, the only thing that could stop the universe would be nothing. And when I mean say nothing, it means that something that doesn't have any any matter in it and it doesn't have any space in it so it's like, so like a low
1: energy vacuum
0: well but even a vacuum even saying that the vacuum let's say you had a vacuum that was this big and we removed everything out of it that's still some kind of space so there's still stuff in it because of
1: it. quantum mechanics yeah
0: yeah so it's but there's still space in it so Basically, he was saying that it's not possible in physics to have nothing. So if the universe was flat, that would be the only thing that could stop the universe. And it's kind of funny when you think about it, if you say that nothing is the only thing that could stop the universe, well, it's kind of like a double, uh, has like a double meaning, right? It means that there isn't anything. So it's not possible well, uh, and it has to be infinite. But- it, it,
1: kind of, it, it gets very complicated because studying the systems of what would happen when we get to these extremes is basically impossible and right right and so if you like we're talking about the universe itself a what we would think of as a vacuum still doesn't have it's still like it might be empty space but there's still particles in it because quantum mechanics, you'll have virtual particles popping in and out. So that's why they tend to right. refer to a low-energy vacuum. And it might get to the point where the universe is so spread out that things essentially stop in one way or another, but it's, yeah. it's actually quite complicated. And that's not the side of it I've gone into too much. Uh, but that's... What? No, no, sorry, I was just out of thought.
0: Did you ever see the movie uh,
1: or can, can you finish your that please uh it was it's it's an interesting question but i think the best yeah, you'll get from any physicist is there are a lot of models and there are different and it's quite specific in that it's like if this model is true which we can't quite test then we know xy and z, well we know xy and z and if this model is true it means Zed. the following and same with these yeah. others but the problem is is that we can't quite test which model is going to happen because we don't have access to that. So they right. Now whether we might one day, that's okay. One of the ones I quite find is is fascinating but slightly scary is that if we fast forward this galaxy a trillion years, you wouldn't be able to tell there was a rest of the universe because everything would be so far away you couldn't physically see it. In a trillion years, the, there would um, be no way to tell that there, there was a big bang or there was an expansion of the universe yeah. with our current models. Yeah, I, just, so it's I think just, they call it hmm.
0: like the particle horizon where you can't see past it. So when people talk about the universe being uh, 93 billion light years, um, as you called it, the physical, where there's physical matter or whatever, there's only so far you can see. So it's like, you could never know how old the actual universe is, um, or how wide is- it is, if you could only see, if you could only see up to a certain point. Now, if you're going to talk about, there's a difference, and, and I thought it was very interesting that uh, that Lawrence Krauss was talking about. I know you know that guy, but he was talking about how within our one universe there might be multiple, there might be a multiverse in a sense that there might be different areas where different physics exist. It's kind of like all in one area, but you can never leave. You would never be able to leave that uh, universe. So that would be your entire universe was just this one I, area. Oh, good.
1: I'm, I'm, I tend to lean towards the, the newer idea of the bouncing cosmology rather than... Like, I, I know Lawrence Kress has a lot of fascinating ideas, but I, I think I'm siding and most physicists at the moment... Are leaning more towards the something like the bouncing cos cosmology idea, which is a bit different, uh, in some senses. Like a bit
0: crunch, a bit crunch, you
1: uh, mean? No, this is well, it can involve them, yeah. It's it's quite complicated, but it's getting a little beyond what I've studied because it's actually I managed to finish my major as that was starting to come out, so it wasn't quite in the oh, okay things we were taught, but what- I had, but one of the quotes I really like. Although, actually, no, I might keep that quote for the next question because I think I think it fits okay, in
0: next, but really well with that is, one. Did instead. the universe? Did the universe? Did the universe begin? So this is the
1: one of my lectures. I was listening to a talk he gave. Uh, um, so it was on on a uh, podcast called Shirtloads of Science. It's, it's a really cool podcast. And Shirtloads yeah shirts loads of science like a like a t-shirt that's clever and yeah so his quote was in terms of talking about cosmolo- cosmologists he said most cosmologists now don't think there was a point at which the universe had no yesterday which is hmm. a, a a very that's interesting in- way of putting it doesn't look like the universe did begin in a tr- traditional sense of it because and I do need to make it clear is that time doesn't behave normally once we get down to the weird and wacky scales that would be involved at, say, the initial expansion of our local I- universe. And even with a bouncing cosmology, the idea of a beginning becomes really complicated. I- I'm happy to say that our local universe had a beginning, our local instantation of the universe, which mm-hmm. it did, but long term like in terms of does the cosmos the whole thing have a beginning maybe but it doesn't we don't have anything that would indicate there's a de- definitive start point right. of everything because as i said time breaks down and at our stage we don't have the theories to kind of match like quantum gravity and deal with time at those scales and right. so yeah. i i'm kind of on the side of of that quote of There isn't really a point at which the universe had no yes. So there isn't a point at which you can say today is when the universe started, where there there was no previous time for it. I don't think that's that's quite how it
0: flows. Hard to make sense of that. But uh, let me ask you a quick side question. Uh, Have you been watching any of the uh, Winter Olympics?
1: Yeah, I've been catching bits of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can imagine Australia doesn't do too well. In the Winter Olympics, because well, yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, we've got a couple any... of
1: medals. No, no, we're, oh, doing, do? we're okay. doing okay. We don't do amazingly, but we've had particularly yeah. like surfboard, like the snowboarders and um, skiers. We've had a oh, couple okay. of decent ones. Like one of us, I um, it was replayed quite a bit. One of our snowboarders did really, really well, and I saw okay. their what they did to get. I think they got a got like bronze medal. Uh, one of the early events. I can't remember what it was called. Sorry, but I did see their performance. It was it was pretty. Pretty epic. Uh, I, they deserve the medal. So yeah,
0: we don't well, you do know, brilliantly, but we,
1: considering we don't really have proper mountains, we, we do alright.
0: You're right, exactly. You don't. I, so so it was funny because um, last last one, uh, the last Olympics in Pyeongchang, which is in South Korea, which where my daughter was born. Actually, she was born right in the middle of the Olympics, but uh, which means she's turning four. She's just turning four, so that's uh, exciting the the people from the netherlands were just kicking arse i'll call it arse in the um in the speed skating okay
1: oh yeah
0: so a couple of things things to factor in one is that especially man you go to the and i've been there to the to the netherlands i'm five six man i i feel like i'm a midget there because i go to uh cambodia and everyone's five foot i feel like king kong And I go there and I'm like I'm like almost a head smaller than everyone else But so there's that they're a bit taller and then two, There's a lot of rivers Um, the Netherlands is like it's called like the low it means like the lowlands or the flatlands and It's under a lot of water. And so uh, there's a lot of rivers that run through it and so in the wintertime those freeze over and people people can skate skate on them going to work and stuff so uh, they just they have a lot more practice, right? So it makes more sense. It makes a lot of sense why they would do so well in that field. But uh, just last mm. question, what is your favorite uh, winter sport? The
1: thing I like about say the Olympics is that you can get a bit of everything and you can pull them, but in terms of just like impressive feats, the, the figure skating, I just the uh, insane level of practice and dedication. I mean, right, not right. to say that any of the others are not so. I don't know. That <laughs> yeah, one yeah, just yeah. gets me. Like, it's just like, like that, that. that is quite the thing. Anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not
1: um, quite cosmology there, but it is still pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, so going on to the next one, uh, the next question I have for you, I hope um, – You know, these these are some little, little, it's going to get, it's going to start to get a little bit deeper. Uh, Those are kind of some foundational ones, but we always start to heat them up, but we never let them get too hot. It starts to boil and we might take the lid off the conversation and talk about something else because I don't ever want these conversations to be contentious or mean-spirited, you know, but but, let's just say that I want to just
1: make sure that you can follow what I'm actually going on because the science can get quite complicated. So just before we do, I just want to check that you're you're like you can kind of see where I'm coming from with, with my previous answer about about time and how it how it operates.
0: Well, of okay, so beginning. I was trying to get in there. I didn't want to I didn't want to I didn't want to interrupt you, but if you ever see the movie I'm sure you saw the movie Ant Man.
1: I might not have actually.
0: Okay. Oh so no, yeah, no, 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 I, it's have, really I have, funny. have Never mind. It's really never mind, sorry.
1: Movie. I was thinking of something else. I, I've seen it, yeah.
0: But it talks in there about how he starts going into the quantum realm and the oh, guy's yeah, like, garbage. you do not but he's like, you do not want to go there because when you start getting down into that level, like your concept of, of time. Yeah, no, space, no, no, no. don't totally I...
1: I, was, I watched that with a couple of my friends who were scientists and we were all just sitting mm-hmm. and going, like before Lapping. I mean, they did make a joke of it in the movie but it was just like, they'd, they're just putting quantum in front of random things to mm-hmm. make it sound sciencey, like that's uh, their idea, their idea that's not quite how it how it would yeah that's not how anything would, would operate.
0: yeah well obviously because it's a movie but I mean understand this very concept that um, uh, did you ever read uh, I believe it was uh, a a gal- uh, layman's guide to the galaxy that like, like, no. machine that they have where you can it'll let you experience the uh, the magnitude of the universe. And it'll, what it does is it makes you go insane. And I kind of had some very similar thoughts on that with God, because we're told, like in the Bible, if you see God, or at least in your physical state, that it would kill you. And and I have, obviously, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not Hold on, let me finish. Hold, hold on, hold on. You gotta let me finish. You let me finish. Uh, not interrupting is a, is a big part of the channel. So, uh, But let's just say, if God brought you back to life, even after you died, he reconstructed you. That, like, you wouldn't, you would know, in my opinion, you would no longer be able to do things like eat and breathe because you would be, that would so blow your mind, it would just like fry your brain. Um, and I saw so it's I maybe it called out the infinite or whatever, the size of the universe. Maybe God is all of the universe, but it seems like our minds are just not built in these little brains to comprehend things that big. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I would agree that our minds are not, but I would change, I would, I have to amend it slightly in that I would say Uh that our minds are not, are not built. And by built, I don't mean like intelligently built (laughs) or designed in that sense, but they, they're not, they're not there in a sense that they, are, that, comprehending things on these tiny scales, like the quantum scales or the universe sort of general relativity, and cosmos scales um, are intuitive to us. So rather than like we can comp- we can't comprehend it or it's too much, I would say it's right. it's not intuitive. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't develop scientific understandings of it. Like quantum mechanics, one of the best things you can get for it is mathematical. Now, it's right. at this stage where we the maths can predict things really well. It's just there's a lot of inherent uncertainty that is built into quantum mechanics. So. And so that's not intuitive, but we can still demonstrate. We can still experiment. And so I I take a slightly different approach. Yes, I'm happy to agree it's probably not intuitive, but uh, because it's not something that our brains are used to or at least developed and evolved to actually understand. But it doesn't mean that we can't still develop theories of them, even if they don't sound intuitive, in which case is why I'm a big fan of we need to be able to have evidence for it at that stage because it's, you know, we, I mean, intuition is actually not that reliable in science anyway. It can help give you an idea of where to go, but it won't tell you the answers very well. And yeah, so does that help? Does that give
0: a bit more of my take on it? I I, I think
1: we may not never be able to tell if there's other universes. It might just be a physical limitation, but we have to go with what we've got. And so right. it might get to the point where you're just like I don't know. I have to say Yeah.
0: So so okay, so a couple of things here. Um yeah. So so I think I so I think starting off with just a limitation to understand there are limitations to what we could see and experiment on and do. So for example, some of these stars are so far away, the distances are just so astronomical. When scientists are actually saying that they discover um, a planet or something, they're not actually seeing the planet. What they're seeing is what. But what they're seeing is they're seeing what the effect that they believe that that planet would be having on a on a star, for example. So the star might go dim, or you might see like a slight wobble in in the middle uh, of the star. So it's like you're not actually seeing what you think that or. You're not detecting, maybe that is the detection, but you're not actually seeing the, the, the planet, right? Yeah. You want to get on that? And a lot of things
1: are that, we do, that are in science are in are detections that we physically can't see, or at least can't see using what we would consider visible light. And yeah, I get that. It, and for a lot of people that, that, that kind of messes with them, it does take a bit of getting used to. But at the same time, it's still very good evidence that there's a planet there because you run models and say, what would we expect to see if there's a planet here?
0: Yeah, we expect to
1: see this. And so we go out and test it. But that's why one of the reasons that they're launching, well, they launched the James Webb telescope. They want to Mm -hmm. actually physically see these exoplanets because we're pretty damn sure they're there. All our, yeah, models, yeah, yeah, yeah. all our testing, simulations backed up by the data we can detect say there should be something there. So we're going to say, yeah, well, yeah. if we point the telescope and we can see it there, it's a really good. And so yeah. I see a lot of other sides of physics to try and keep it on on point like that, in that it's like we don't necessarily need to directly observe things to have a decent level of confidence that, that thing sure, is sure. probably true. Now... And- Again, as I said, I, it depends on how, like what the evidence is to how confident you are. But it's like the planets thing. If you just saw a star wobble and you'd never, and that was it, I would mm-hmm. say that's not enough. But if you'd run uh-huh. a lot of models and said if the planet of you know this size was here on this star, we would accept to see this wobble, yeah. and we can see it sure, elsewhere sure. where we know there are ones, there's closer ones. Then I sure, think well, sure. now the case builds up, and so I see cosmology a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, and and the big bang itself right. in terms of understanding that expansion because i said i'm i'm being careful not to go back to the yeah what yeah to that point because we can't go beyond the plank time yeah. which is it basically means there's a, we can only go back in time so much before we hit a barrier that we just our physical right. understanding can't right. get us further at this stage so so
0: here's here's the only thing i'm going to because obviously I could have never worked out those kind of science to make those kind of predictions, but I can look a bit to the past and take a look at science experiments that they used to do to try to figure something out. Because if you just take a look at the the model of like the, the, the of our solar system, it would have made total sense to just assume that the earth is just standing still and that the sun is circling around it. Right. And so one Which of the Which is why intuition they,
1: they,
0: is. Right. Right. Hmm. Right. But, but one of the experiments that they did to try to figure out if the Earth was actually moving was that they took a, like a bowling ball or a rock. No, it probably wasn't a bowling ball. They took a rock, a heavy object, and they dropped it on a tower. And it stands to reason that if the Earth was actually spinning, that that bowling ball would have actually moved. And so when it didn't move, it was like, that's kind of obvious. Well, the Earth obviously is not moving. It's obviously standing still. But later on, the, the ideas of uh, inertia were, uh, you know, understood. And so it was understood that the motion was still going. So there was uh, the earth and the rock or whatever was moving at the same speed. So it could be the case that as we start to develop um, some understandings, like our models just don't make sense right now. Here's, in a, here's one other example that Carl Sagan, if you take a look at his little videos he used to make, he actually said that the universe was 30,000 light years across. Okay. Now they're telling us that I, the I think that would be
1: the galaxy. 30,000 light years would probably be the galaxy, not the universe.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry. universe. Scott, I always misspeak. Okay. Our, so, our, our, the Milky Way, I'm sorry. The Milky Way was 30,000. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for catching me. So the Milky Way is 30,000 light years across. Now the scientists are telling us that the universe is 100,000 uh, light years across I'm sorry the galaxy no 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 the solar system is 100,000 light years across so somehow between the last 40 years since he made that our knowledge has increased 30 percent oh sorry 300 percent to know that the universe is actually now 100,000 light years across the, I'm not I, saying that hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I gotta finish gotta finish the thought. the point is though is that if you actually listen to what the scientists the models that they base that off of there's no way they can actually know how far the, the Milky Way is because we're trying to see, like, the forest from the trees. So we don't know how, 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 it, how, how, long, how wide it is because of the fact that we would need to escape our galaxy and get, like, a whole view. Uh, so we could do that to other galaxies, but the problem is, like, we're in the middle and we're trying to see out this way and that way, and there's no way to accurately measure that but good it's based off
1: speculation did you see that it's two things the 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 second one Uh is you do have a good point that our perspective does limit us in that there are physical limitations though as our understanding gets better we Uh tend to find different ways of measuring things that allow us to get around some of those problems i I look Uh at that thirty thousand to to 100 Thousand. and I don't say that's a 300% increase in our knowledge or anything. I I, I find that's, an, that's a bit of an odd way of putting it, but it's more of, yeah, we, we'll get more accurate over time and things will change as we learn new things. But that doesn't mean that certain things are likely to change. As I said, it's about probabilities. To, well, no, not probabilities. but It's about levels of certainty depending on where we get. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, things like that we may not be able to know exactly. But our measurement now is going to be way more accurate. We're going to have a better understanding than it was however many decades ago. That's how science generally goes. Now, you mentioned the bowling ball one too, and my thoughts of that is if they had launched that as a cannonball, you could measure the Coriolis effect and you'd get a fairly decent measurement that the Earth was moving because that's a rotational effect that if you can launch an object far enough, and uh, I know in... Even World War I artillery op- operators had to actually take the curvature of the Earth and Coriolis into effect, mm-hmm. and they do now, uh, that that's a thing. So and so it's not necessarily that that we have to change the science. The science itself is just a method. It's just how we come to understanding. Our understanding gets better. Yes, there are cases where sometimes it can go backwards briefly, and yeah, but generally speaking. When it's done properly, uh, as we get more information, our understanding goes up. So I tend to push back a bit on, oh, it always changes and things like that. But I do agree with the the fact that, yeah, we will have some limitations. And that does annoy me that there are some things that in my lifetime I may never know. Like we mm-hmm. physically may not be able to.
0: But I'm Molly Marshall. But no, I, I think, I, so, so the point of me saying that is not to call into question the science. It's, it's really not because I'm not a Christian who's going to be like a science denier who say that the universe is 6,000 years old because it's really not. It's more a matter of having humility and approaching these, these topics. Um, so we have the RHE, respect, humility, and empathy because it is just really trying to understand, look, we're doing the best we can to try to figure things out. the same thing within christianity i have my own models that maybe make maybe or true or maybe they're not true but the reality is that if i pick up the bible and i read it through there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense about it okay like the trinity it doesn't make sense um you know um where god came from how did he get here like i can't make sense of any of that so as i'm trying to figure these things out i'm just talking about having humility and having respectful dialogue the way that we're having right now. Uh, but speaking of that, I do want to transition to to another uh, point, which is uh, politics, and uh, we're going to briefly talk about that. And are you ready for that, uh, ready for this change? Maybe we'll get back I, to the I, I just want to
1: read. add something to your point that I agree yeah. that I wish more people considered, or at least more closely considered, how confident they can be with answers. For me, one of the reasons I'm not a believer is that I haven't seen the evidence for it. Now, as sure. I said, someone could present that. I, I'm happy to, to wait for that. You know, if that day ha- happens, that day happens. It's great. But, yeah, that, that for me, that, that kind of evidence side of it is, is such a huge thing for me is that yeah. and by evidence I don't mean I need to physically see it you don't need to put it in my hand it can be like the exoplanets you and so yeah it is kind it's not yeah humility definitely plays a part to be more pragmatic too it's also yeah. what level like how convincing is the evidence sure. for yeah. what someone's claiming yeah. and if I, I just haven't seen that there are some things sure. where i'd say the evidence would point in the other direction as I said, hence earlier, I said, yeah, a very, yeah, you know, a purely literal understanding, but I don't think anyone really is a purely literal understanding because I don't think that's how it was. And yeah, most people would say it was meant to be read. There are at least parts that are meant to be allegory, which is why I like using that because I don't think yeah. I'll actually piss anyone off with that because that's not what I'm here to. I'm not here as a theologian or as a philosopher. I'm here as a scientist. I like, I, I just like science. Fascinating. But yeah, yeah that, sorry, so I just wanted to I, add that in that it's not they're not mutually yeah. exclusive, like like that yeah. idea of yes, we can't know everything and we have to be careful with what we do say. So, and I know this is not the point. I'm happy not to get into it. But if someone was to try and tell me I believe X about the universe or about a religion or about a god, I am like, okay, can you like can you demonstrate how that like like show me some evidence? Said so doesn't have to be direct. I'm not asking for someone to put something in my hand. Uh, but it has to be something that is at least repeatable, it has to fit within science. But as I said, right. science to me is a method. It's not a thing or an ideology. It's a process. And so we can be scientific without necessarily having to be scientists all the time, if that makes sense. Like I could. Okay. I uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm going a little off topic. Okay. I'm happy for you if you want to write me in Yeah, I fun.
0: did want to transition over, but the thing is is mm-hmm. I would say even if you did prove the big bang model and the big crunch 100% and proved all of that, I don't see where how some would ma- would make a jump that nothing was that there wasn't some kind of designer that put together the the physics. I mean, if you want to make the jump, that's fine. I don't understand as a scientist why you would make that jump. That seems like a but really big jump for me. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, I, I, I want to transition. I want to hold on, hold on. I, because I've been, I've been trying to transition. I'm just saying that. But, um, what political ideology do you think is best in line with atheism? Um, do you think either communism or fascism, um, is more in line under uh, an atheistic model?
1: Okay, so, so I, I was happy to talk a little history too, but I do want to give a sure. tiny bit of background to where these ideologies, ideologies, come yeah. from before I give that answer because it gets so Good. complicated because we're talking uh-huh. you know early 20th century so uh, if we're talking communism we actually we can go back to like 19th century with Karl Marx but in terms of it actually appearing at least attempts of it appearing in countries yeah we're talking you know Soviet Russia so the second the October revolution 1917 1917 so, yeah so let's so let's go back a little bit so Karl Marx, when he wrote his Communist Manifesto, doesn't actually give a uh, – he say, he kind of lays out what it is, but he doesn't say how to get there. And so right. the people who've tried to actually establish communist countries for one reason or another have kind of had to take a lot of liberties. Now, there are things mm. that he has said, but the main thing that defines it – and I, I, just, I did have this written down. Well, I had my – definitions up but the main thing of communism is to create a classless society by controlling the means of production what that basically means is that there's no private property so things Mm -hmm. particularly for factories for mines things like that they're owned by the state the state determines prices and gives people their rewards ideally and the I will get later down the track of why I think it would never ever work uh, based on ability, but it can never assess that fully under the actual system. It kind of defeats itself. But it it came at a time, particularly in Russia, where things were not going very well for the the common people. You still had a lot of people who were basically serfs. They were not quite slaves in name, but they were tied to the land. It was a lot of oppression, and people were starving. Mm-hmm. The Tsar was not particularly good at holding on to power, says so Tsar Nicholas II. His father was, and his grandfather were much, like, they are a bit more oppressive. Mm-hmm. And so you've got this long history of this, this kind of tensions rising, and when World War One hits and things don't go well for Russia, it just, everything kind of boils over. And it, as I said, it wasn't the first revolution that gets rid of the Tsar and puts a um, provisional government in power. It was the second one that brought the communists to power. And basically they got in on saying, we're going to dismantle this. We're going to make it fair for everyone. We're going to make it classless. We're going to destroy this elite system where you're, taking over but one of the things that they saw and Karl marx does kind of write on this is they did see religion as an enemy to that not because that they actually had any like inherent like i hate like i hate religion or anything like that it was more of it was actually particularly when you look at how say stalin dealt with it and well lenin and stalin depending on how early you go, when they did take over and started dealing with the religious, it was more of that it was a threat to their control. So they had tried to replace and force their own version of the church on people. Yes, technically the Communist Union was atheist, though in World War II, because of pressures, they actually brought the church back to some degree and really early on, they basically kicked out all of the the priests and put their own people in so they could control it. So it's a really right. good example of why you need separation of church and state. Because it's right. like I agree. Because you yeah, you can get a theology like a theatocracy, which is not good, and you can get this. But it was more of because it was a threat to power. What they did is instead of just leaving it saying we oh, are we just don't believe in anything, they forced beliefs on people and they replaced it with. Uh, Have you heard of the term cult of personality?
0: Yeah. I've been in North Korea. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah,
1: you've seen firsthand. And it's basically where you turn the leader himself into a deity and you you basically make it a state religion. And that's what happened in Soviet Union. I will make it clear I don't agree with any of that. As And so it was more of that they were atheists, but it was more in, like, name. It didn't. The fact that they didn't believe doesn't really determine the rest of it. Most of it came out of that control and then how that control was subverted because originally the Soviet Union was meant to be democratic, They meant to hold elections, and they did try. They held elections. Lenin lost, got pissed off and basically said, no, I don't like the result, and I am simplifying things, and said, no, we're not going to do that. I'm just going to be in power you all just hate me sort of thing, and they just took over by force. So it's really complicated. It's not a, oh, yes, it fits here. It's There's a lot of things into it. And the reason that doesn't work, at least from an economical point of view, is that when the government controls everything or prices, you don't actually know what things are worth because you need a sort of free market to actually... Um, uh, like it's it, yeah you need sort of free markets to know what things are worth and so eventually the economy either collapses under that system or you need to make huge modifications to that system so if you look at like maoism how it turned out it's very different from like stalinism and what the soviet union did and the fact that communist china is still around is kind of that but they're almost communist they're only communist to a point they're very not um uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Politically, politically, like definitely communist. But uh, if you take a look at their cause I've been there. I don't know, maybe six times. I could tell you this: you'll find very few countries that are more capitalistic in in, in a sense than, than China, because um, yeah, it's. I think they have a, they have a, they have a brilliant mix because if you if you think if you think about something, for example, like corruption and bribery and manipulating stocks stocks and stuff that could be really damaging to your economy and stability so the way that they handle that in there is they just execute the people which might be yeah, uh, it's, be it's pretty
1: mo- those kind of like i don't agree with those sort of dictatorships because it just doesn't end well mm-hmm. now the other half sorry i know that took a while but i will get to the other half and then i'll i'll give my thoughts yeah, you didn't on, answer
0: the question like, you didn't answer the question
1: yeah, no i'm i'm getting there so that because i needed to establish it because he's not simple Fascism, on the other hand, it's actually fairly hard. It's a a little less well-defined, but the first person to actually establish fascism and the first proper fascist dictator was actually Mussolini. So, and fascism comes out of the name for faces. I I, I think it has to do with the faces of various deities from the old... from. uh, but I I sorry, I need to review that point. Oh, you've gone blurry. Hopefully I can you can still hear me. The, the hey, Oh yeah, sorry, let let the camera just went.
0: Michael, uh you're you're welcome to come on here if you'd like to talk. Uh yeah. You're welcome. If you're interested, just uh just put it on Daniel. You can come enlighten us. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, so no, I'll just say on that. Yeah, the the Soviet Union did try and either control and then slowly eliminate the church to a point. They did bring it back a bit when they needed it when they realised they wanted every support they could get in World War II. But yeah, it wasn't a simple "we're atheists, so we want to get rid of religion." It was a control thing. It was right, right. Stalin wanted to basically replace that with himself and i think a, a survey a few years ago showed i think showed that 47% of russians still approve of stalin's administration efforts which shows just how strong that indoctrination that cult of personality was but that is very very yeah. different from just like the sort of thing i would identify as i don't believe that is not the same that is that is yes they happen to be atheists but they had a lot of other really damaging Aspects to right. them that t- that were the real reason things got bad. Sorry, back to fascism. So, um, unless you need it, unless on, you, had let, let me you comment, need to add. Hold on,
0: let me comment because uh, we got to try to have an open conversation here. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, sorry. But, it's, but it's, it's just one conflict. of the things, so, Yeah, one of the things with any like any 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 leaders who did something really big, I mean, it could be like bad. Like just take like Alexander the Great. Absolute horrific person who tried to conquer the world, but if you go to Macedonia today, uh, which is they call it Firum, uh the former Yugoslav former Yugoslavia Republic of Macedonia, um, right next to Greece, they have like this big statue of Alexander the Great, and uh, that of course pisses Greece off because they're like, no, he was, you know, he was from Greece, and It just it happened to be in the same area, which is Macedonia. And the thing is, though, is that that's not someone you would think they should be fighting over to who, where is he actually from, you know, because the dude is responsible for invading a lot of countries. But the same thing like with Napoleon um, or Stalin, if you just take a look at Stalin, he transformed Russia from being uh, a group, uh, a country that was getting its butt kicked quite a lot in wars and mostly agricultural um you know, peasants, and he transformed it to uh, within a couple of decades into a compete, compete with the United States. Obviously, no, they lost. No, it no, 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 no. Really he did Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold This is my channel. You cannot interrupt. Okay, let me finish, and then coming afterwards. Okay, this is what they think in their mind that this is why they have put him in. Um, I, I agree. Yeah, he totally damaged, but. If you're, if you, you need to have people who you are like can rally around. Like, let's say, like even Mao. There's a reason why him Mao uh, are still on display, uh, Kim Il Sung in North Korea, that they still revere these people because it's kind of like a rallying cry for the country, the history. But go ahead, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I, I just had to push back. That'll, yeah. This there, with with Stalin, his agricultural reforms destroyed the country it ripped the it killed like it caused the death of nearly 20 million people yeah because his understanding of agriculture and he, basically they bought into have you ever heard of Lysenkoism so he's no. known as the barefoot scientist Lysenko he was is basically a good example of what happens when you buy into pseudoscience on a big level
0: mm-hmm.
1: It. this was basically yeah. a guy who didn't believe in genetics oh
0: yeah I know I know I know that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, and Stalin bought into that. And on top of the collectivization of farms, which didn't help, but this just stupid, unscientific approach to it ripped their agriculture apart. And it took them decades to recover. Same thing. Those ideas also got adopted by Mao as well. And in their great leap forward, amongst other factors, helped to contribute to why so many people died basically they they bought into pseudoscience sorry that's that was thing like it wasn't that and the thing is Stalin wasn't originally the rallying thing is that he's a bit different he took power sneakily and once he was in he just made sure that he eliminated any opposition and had a lot of propaganda to prop him up and to to make him look good but yeah that is I, I mean I don't approve of that I don't think that's anything but yeah it's well, a li- he's he's an interesting case but most historians just describe Stalin as a thug that's the one one of the yeah. things they seem to agree on that most of them agree yeah. he was a thug rather than he was this so he was exactly Absolutely. that but yeah he was well, he was not good for for that um in terms of reforming russia to actually fight the wars that gets really complicated and it probably wasn't re- a lot him he actually didn't help it was the fact that he had he was almost ragged, kicking and screaming to reform, but unlike Hitler, he, as the war went on, like World War II went on, he he gave more power to his generals in terms of tactical decisions, operational decisions, uh, whereas it went the other way around for for Nazi Germany. And that yeah, so it's not simple. There's no one factor, and so that's why I I, I get on that. But so I did say I would also go to to the fascism one. That one. Fascist regimes tend to be extremely religious, or at least uh, a company like the people who it, who they attract and support tend to be extremely religious. The the main, yeah, the first treaty that Nazi Germany signed was with the Catholic Church. First, I think one of the first agreements Mussolini ever made was again with the uh, Catholic Church. It's one of the reasons you actually go see the Vatican fairly cheaply. I think kind of stems out of that. Again, it gets complicated, but. Hitler himself was a Catholic, although the Catholics don't really like to accept him. He's a really weird brand. Of <laughs> but a lot of the fascist ideals do go very, very in hand with really fundamental extreme versions of, of, of religion. He himself didn't believe in evolution. He mentions it once in Mein Kampf, he's, and he mentions Darwinian evolution, that is, and he pretty much dismisses it. He was a really weird form of like, it was like a pseudo, like early proto, young Earth creationist Catholic. It was odd, <laughs> odd, but it was—it's like, an idea that almost no one would, almost no one would hold now, Ooh. at least in its entirety. And it's just like, yeah, he had some weird ideas, but like when he's all the things he did, at least in Mein Kampf and in his speeches, he—he he does seem to be very religiously motivated, or at least in times he says he is. And, um, I mean, yeah. Ger- like, the German army, the soldiers still wore Gottme- uh, Gottmein- uh, oh, oh, Sorry, I butcher the pronunciation on their belt. God is with us. They would yeah. still have chaplains in their army. The, the understanding of, like, the traditional, like, Nazi man and woman was very rooted in very traditional church beliefs, very much the stay-at-home wives, you know, meant to have kids. That did change a bit as the war went on and they needed to get more people into the factory. But again, it was it's not an idea I approve of or most people, at least in my country, even a lot of the religious people I talk to would, would approve of. But it yeah. was still, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of which one you're more likely to, if you're an atheist, that you're likely to align with, if those are your only two options, mm-hmm. then you would, then... By definition, communist, but not really. I disapprove yeah. of both. I wouldn't be either yeah. in a million years. And it would be like yeah. saying that, like, all Christians would be, like. Does um, it's like, you know, does suicide bombing suit, you know, Christians or Muslims more? It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a crazy question. It doesn't really make sense because this it's not the... one factor. It's okay. it's a complex well... story that just builds so much. But anyway, sorry. I know oh, it's it. a long way to get there, yeah. but that's yeah. that's my so, very caveated uh, answer.
0: Well, sometimes I ask that question. They're like, well, neither. But the thing is, neither isn't an option. I'm giving you two options. So if I said, do you want me to shoot you in the head with the <laughs> with a sniper rifle or a handgun? You're going to say, I don't want to get shot in my head, but... but um, you know, but on the other hand, it's like, well, if you have to get shot in the head, you're probably going to choose a handgun. So I, I granted, OK, you might say neither of those are, but the, I will I will propose that, you, you know, you're talking about communism and why it tens of millions of people dying. But that actually makes sense, because uh, at least under under and kind of an atheistic uh, if you're basing it purely on an atheism, because. Uh, if you're if you're trying to build a stronger society, then survival of the fittest would be something that you would want to uh, have. And so, for example, in North Korea, when they were going through their famines of the 90s, the government said, "Well, we'll stop feeding people, and what that's going to do is that's going to cause the you know the elderly, the sickly, to die off, and then people will, which they did start to do, uh, resorting to cannibalism." which happened there, uh, which I've I've interviewed North Korean uh, refugees who have discussed that. So you can understand you're saying, okay, well, kill tens of millions of people. Yeah. But if those are weak people, people who can't do work and you don't see these people as having um, some kind of souls or intrinsic value. Like I love the quote and I believe it was by Stalin. It says a death of one person is a tragedy, but the death of a million people is a statistic. So that's why I am I think it was it I sounds
1: th- like him, but I, I don't approve of
0: <laughs>
1: like that sort of thinking. So,
0: yeah, I'm not saying you're a communist or fascist. Or, I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm just saying if this is if this is what you're proposing, you're proposing hardcore materialism, <laughs> which is what they do in North Korea. And then you say, well, we're not making any other you just say, well, atheism is just uh, a belief about one view. Well, no, it's not, because certain things are going to follow logically as a result of that. It's like, uh, it it, it is going to, there's certain things that will be implicit as a result of that. So, uh, I don't really think it's appropriate whenever atheists say, well, this is the only thing that we're claiming. No, it's not the only thing that you're claiming. There are other results that are, and I would say both these kind of abusive, abusive regimes can be a result of that, but, um, I do want to go on to the next question here.
1: Though I, I just want hey, to ask because, but are you actually comparing me to, to any of those people or saying if I was in power in those countries, I would take the same steps?
0: I have no idea because I this, this is our second conversation. Uh, but I'm not saying in principle that, because that that's you the- are or you aren't.
1: Because I, I do just dis- strongly disagree with it because it was, they were atheists. No, it was a power thing. It was a control thing. It was, like, like if you look at Stalin, it was about power and control. No, I, I, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: look at, I mean, compare it to Nazi Germany. They were definitely religious and look at how many people they wanted to kill. The estimates for, if they'd actually beaten Russia, they would have killed probably, well, actually, if they'd taken over the world, they probably would have killed a third of the world off. Yeah, and they were I, they were yeah. like anti-evolutionists, or at least Hitler was. Mussolini, okay. I, I'm not as familiar with. So it's not. And look at Japan. And if you want to look um, closer to home, where you are, you can look at Japan because they were technically a fascist regime, though their government gets really complicated when you look at World War II. Mm-hmm. It wasn't straightforward. And look at what they did. They were religious. To, not probably to the same degree that some people like to say about worship when the emperor quite as a god that's not as straightforward as that but look at what they did and yeah. they went down all these routes and that had nothing to do with it they were fascist it was it's not a it's a control it's a power and it's what happens when you think you're better than someone else and that was what happened in a lot of these regions Russia as I said a lot of the people died because Stalin didn't like the opposition or because it was just from famine. It was kind of this, I, I'm going to a goal, and the leader doesn't care. It's not, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he didn't believe in a God. Like, Stalin was ed- educated in a seminary.
0: Yeah, that doesn't mean anything, though. I mean, I was educated in a seminary, and I became an atheist as a result of going, as I told you, being around a bunch of crit I understand if you went to seminary, like, yeah, this obviously is not true, uh, because, but, but like, that but doesn't really make, that doesn't make an. That doesn't make any difference if you say that he went to seminary, or if you even said he was a priest, because people can change their ideas, you know. Um, So that that that's kind of a moot point, in my opinion. Sorry, I just also noticed.
1: Oh, sorry, I did notice a comment I wanted to 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 comment on, if I may. The the, sorry, the the ones the points Michael is making, uh, because it it does touch on something I mentioned earlier. If if I this are the last thing. so. Those last few, when Hitler talks about evolution, in that sense, he's not talking about Darwinian evolution. He's talking about Lamarckian evolution, this, or a version of it where it wasn't a like natural selection. It was an ambition-driven like ladder system. It's not one that was accepted. And yes, you can argue bits of maybe social Darwinism got in there, but that's not what I would yeah. refer to. I don't adhere to that. I'm, I'm. I would be human, like secular humanist or closest to that if I had to sure, pick sure. A, a worldview, because yeah, the way I see it is that, you know, I, yes, I don't see there's a higher power, but that doesn't mean that, you know, people are worthless. No, the, the meaning of my life is what I mean to other people. And I see people as important. So that's why I strongly okay. disagree that sure. these are the necessary result of, of like not believing in the God. That's just not, the case, I, I and I
0: think that you're, I didn't say that if, though.
1: I didn't say you, that. You did with the regimes. You said it was kind of you went down the natural selection, or oh, people don't have a lot of worth. That's more of what I was replying to. Sorry if I wasn't clear on that. Well, I haven't. Um,
0: I haven't yet made the case because even mostly speaking, um, so I haven't really had an opportunity to make my case that I would that I would argue, um, because this guy is actually making some of it, Michael, um, in here. But um, I do. Yeah, I think we would have to unpack this one. We'd probably spend the next two hours trying to unpack this this topic right here because it is a lot more... Uh, it is complex and it is a bit nuanced, but I will say this, that Nazis, the Nazis did have an idea of ethnic superiority, and I'm pretty sure... I don't know. Maybe they might say God did it, but they, they would also... They did. They, Hitler did. They, they did a lot to say that their genetics was... Their genetics and they they did a lot to, like, for instance, study the jaw lines and the noses and stuff.
1: Yeah, but that was, there was a lot of um, superstition built on that. And, like, in the first chapter of Mein Kampf, Hitler says, I believe I'm doing God's work in eliminating the Jews. He, it was the reason they believed they were superior, at least some of them. And again, this is why, because fascist regimes are not as organized as they like to appear, because they tend to have a, front of a lot of discipline but they actually aren't they, they're generally yeah. really unorganized and if you actually look at the internal workings of nazi germany that becomes quite clear uh that yeah it, a lot of it was built on um kind of ideas that you are that were very highly kind of motivated by superstition uh to, to say the so, least
0: yeah so so okay, let me ask you, let me ask you a quick question. I'll get back to Hitler for a second, but do you believe that Donald Trump believed a lot of the things that he said whenever he was talking uh about his views? Uh, do you believe he actually believed those things?
1: He believed some of them i I have no idea of telling. but what's important is that what he got people to do with those with what he said that the people exactly. who were following that's- his orders believed it. And so Absolutely. it was done in the name of the things he said. So okay. that's why it's, and I'd say it's the same thing for a lot of the leaders that I don't you know. Like it'd be interesting to know if they actually did believe and we probably never would, but it's what the people did in the, so, under what they said. So it's more of these things were done directly. Like, like as I said, uh, and Hitler, like directly in the name of some really, really poor versions of what people call Christianity. Um, I don't think many people. Well, I mean, there might be a few. I mean, there's almost certainly a few, but most most Christians would be would agree just as strongly as I did that the, the Nazis were wrong. Like that that's a given. But they still part of it was motivated by that. And again, this is why history is not simple. It's not one factor. This equals that. It's lots and lots of factors that are interwoven. That Weave the tapestry of of how things play out, and it's that that's why it's very hard to say yes definitively. This is it, and um, that's it.
0: Yeah. So I wish no I could be better. World, answer, but... In no possible world is Hitler a follower of Christ. That is absolutely true. And I will say this: he uh, said he was. So reason... He believed he Hold probably on. believed oh, oh, he oh. was. You, gotta, you gotta You've got to let me finish. You got to so let me finish. because This has been like, 90, like 90%, 10% uh, in this conversation. But um, one of the things that I saw Donald Trump doing, which was so disturbing, is like, we're going to throw out so many lies, so many lies, that for you to try to disprove every single lie is going to take up so much amount of your time. It's just going to completely exhaust you. So, for example, from day one, he was talking about how his his he yeah, had the biggest victory ever, and he had the biggest parades ever, the biggest crowds, and all this stuff was just categorically not true. So, he lied so frequently, so much, it's like it's like almost you don't even want to like it, it's it's gonna you, if you try to unpack every lie he's saying, it's gonna take up too much of your time. So, with Hitler, he had a, he had a similar idea of human global as far as uh, propaganda is that if you keep lying enough enough times, then a lie is going to become a truth. So the fact that he would hijack some ideas about uh, Christianity whenever you have a population that's mostly Catholic or Lutheran, it just totally makes sense. And have you ever seen the movie um, Book of Eli? Yes. Yeah. So Denzel Washington has... Yeah, it's a good book, but it's very, very accurate because Denzel Washington has the last Bible. And the, this guy who's built this little small town, he's really trying to get his hands on that Bible. And he's going he's literally will go through anything to get his hands on that Bible. And so essentially what it tells what he says at the end is the guy, his henchman cannot figure out why he wants the Bible so much. And it's because he says that is not he says it's not a book he says that's a weapon that's aimed at the hearts and the minds of the weak or the masses right so if you can take that and flip it around and try to just pull out one thing here and one thing here and take this out of context and take that out of context and not look at the whole thing then yeah you could i mean you could twist it in some pretty disturbing ways and um so i don't i mean if you're just being objective here i would have to put this up here in no world was Hitler a follower of Christ. Did he understand that there were a lot of people around him that were Christians and that he could hijack the message? Absolutely, but um, but I do want to go on to uh, another another I, I, line I, of questioning. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's fine. Hold I do. I, I want to one. go on to the
0: next line of question. I do want to go on to the next line of questioning because we're gonna we're already a little bit I, over. May I, I quickly? Good, good. So, so. Um, it was
1: just your, no, it was the book of Eli one. I am, I actually do want to get your opinion on this. If the book is inspired by, I, I'm assuming you believe in an all loving God as well, an all powerful sure.
0: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: If God is all loving and all powerful, why did he make his book so easy to manipulate like that?
0: Uh, part of it, I would say that's a, that's a very intentional thing to do Uh because yeah, on surface level, I would say God is just absolutely incompetent to write a book that um, that easily misunderstood or that that could be either so easily taken out of context or or illogical in some other aspects, right? Or he could have explained things in a way that people like me are going to be able to understand and not be so confused, because it can be really confusing and contradictory at times, right? So, so if, if, if he did, let's just assume for a second that he did write it, then I would have to say that that was something that's very deliberate and very intentional, because if you go by, and again, we're in this universe, so you're with me in this universe, and I'm just answering the way I would answer as a Christian, okay, because if God creates perfection, which is like in heaven, it doesn't make sense why he turns around and creates earth afterwards and then reveals himself like you would expect god to create earth first and then later on build like a better creation later on so that already is starting to become illogical and you have to understand that there's probably some reasons why that's going on so i would think uh, this is total deduction this is total inference from just reading the bible is that if god created heaven first and he created perfection first, you wouldn't we wouldn't have any doubt that God exists in heaven. We're told that like God is the light of heaven, like there's no sun. So God's God's light gives all the light in heaven. And you wouldn't have any doubt whether or not God exists. And furthermore, if he created you with a perfect body, you wouldn't understand heat or cold or hunger or things like that. So I believe that this is existing for a, a temporal state, temporary that we are confused as to knowing God's existence. And, you know, there's people like you who haven't experienced God. And so this is actually like a gift that God is giving us for a while to teach us some lessons that we need to learn in heaven. But we wouldn't be able to learn those unless we have this state of confusion that's going on here. But um, I do want to go to the last. I mean, we'd have to unpack unpack that one for hours. We could unpack that one for hours right there, which is why. I probably should have only picked one topic, uh, but we did have two. So I do want to get to one last line of questioning. I do want to ask you, and then we'll try to close out in the next 10 minutes. But, okay, so let me preface this for a second. Um, uh, I was not saying that if you become an atheist and and you lead a country or you're president, that you're just going to go and commit genocide. Because that's that's obviously not the case. Because a lot of atheists do tend to be more uh, humanist, uh, secular humanist. So that's that's obviously the best direction for uh, societies to go into secular humanism. You would agree with that, correct? Secular humanism,
1: for the most part. I mean, without getting into to to, to tiny details, I'm willing to grant that one for, for the conversation. Yeah.
0: Because I, I believe in secular humanism as well, and I'm a Christian. Okay, but as far as the government goes, I don't want the government involved. But that being said, do you feel like there's positions that, as an atheist in your community, it's like that you feel um, obligated to hold? Okay, no. Do you feel that?
1: The the only one that I I really hold is that I don't believe in a in a god. That's it.
0: Okay, but that's not the question I asked you.
1: The, no, the, no, I don't have okay. any beliefs that I feel obligated to hold, no. No, from right. the
0: community, from the community.
1: Yeah. I. So, so, one of the things I like about the, at least the small community that I inter- interact with is they're actually pretty big on, no, we, we, we want different opinions. I, I don't feel obliged to, to hold anything. And, in fact, I know I hold different opinions to to others that I interact with on, I mean, you're, you're familiar with uh, six pack. Like I know I hold different opinions to other people on the panel and I don't want it doesn't bother me. I don't want everyone to agree with me. I don't expect everyone to agree with me. Because it's when someone has a disagreement and you can sit down and be like, all right, I got to explain my view or I've got to consider theirs. That's when you can learn. So yeah.
0: Okay. So what what would be what do you think would be the response to you if you were to come out and say that uh, I'm pro life like uh, would they would would you be accepted still into the community
1: i would still be accepted into the community i would just have a few people disagreeing with me although i do know and i'm not going to actually talk on personal beliefs but i do know of a few people in the community who would agree with me uh if if i came out and said that position
0: they would disagree uh sorry you said they would they would disagree with you
1: I would disagree with me on that point, but I would still be sure, part sure. of the community, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, as in, about, fact if, that you might have different what, opinions on God, slightly different opinions, but that doesn't mean you're not a Christian, just because another Christian disagrees with you, if, if that kind of yeah, makes
0: sense. But, yeah, but I am pro-choice because I'm a social libertarian. So if I make that opinion known, that's something that could get me instantly kicked out from a lot of Christians. You know what I mean? yeah i get say, that
1: but I'm, okay. so, i am i don't so, think it uh, goes I, around the other way as much yes i'm sure there are uh, circles that you could get kicked out of but there are definitely atheist communities that won't kick you out and it's it's quite confusing because they're not defined by that it depends on exactly where you are I, again exactly like well to to a lesser extent too to, than than saying yeah. with, with your one but yeah i don't like well, i'd still be an atheist regardless of of those sorts of views as I just but you have see, the certain same people
0: th- But you see, the same thing applies to, like, um, a. Um, if I were to say the same thing about gay marriage, I mean, I'm mean i personally opposed to gay marriage, but, like, I don't see why I have any political right to go and tell two gays that they can't be as miserable as I am in my marriage, you know? I don't understand why they'd be v- fighting for that right, because no, I am not going to go down that route. Just joking, but I just, I'm a social libertarian, so but if I say that to a Christian, they'll instantly say, Oh no, 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 you 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 uh you're you're pro you're pro gay marriage. And I'm like, No, I'm not pro gay marriage. I personally agree disagree with that, but it's not something I feel like I need to go get involved with in someone's personal life. You know, I don't feel any necessity. All right, but that's something that would that could get me kicked out and people would say, Well, you're not a real Christian if you believe that, but I'm like Hey, I believe God's given us free will, you know. If someone wants to do that, or if someone wants to transition, let's say transition, that's that's their own personal, you know, their own personal right. They have to live with those with the consequences of their actions. So that's not something I want to get involved with, you know. But then from the from the atheistic community, if I make that same exact opinion known, they say, Oh no, that's not right, because you need to say that homosexuality you personally agree with homosexuality, you know? And so if I don't do that, or if I don't agree with telling, uh, if I don't agree that transitioning is something that's going to help a person, if if I that's my own personal opinion, that's something that will get me excommunicated from that group of people to, to make my opinion known on the matter. It's not that it's based out of hate, that it's based out of bigotry, or based out of trying to hurt anybody. It's that I, I genuinely believe. and If I get disproven, I'll have to change my ideas on that. But I, I genuinely believe that that's something that's going to hurt somebody. So, again, if you disprove me, that's another thing. But to say that I'm hateful, or that uh, I want to hurt people, is really inaccurate. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, I can see where you're coming from, but I think there's, there's a slight confusion here if you're referring to some recent events with certain members. Yes, there are certain members you will get really... Angry, but it's slightly different. It's not that they're saying you must hold their views. It's that they're saying that oh yes, the, they are. You, the views you hold, even if not directly, may enable more dangerous views to be held. It would be like if you said, "I'm pro people inserting battery acid into their veins." That wouldn't get me kicked out of the atheist community, but they would rightfully so tell me that that is a dangerous view that can get people hurt. That's, that's yeah. I think, more of what, at least from what I've seen. And, yes, there are individual members everywhere. But, as I said, that's not going to get me necessarily kicked out of the community. I may, of course, you know, get you know, alienated if I carry on like a, a bit of a douche about it. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's separate. I, I, but those are not issues I tend to go too much in because I just don't know. But for mine, my opinion is are very much on what does the medical science say and if the medical science shows that a certain uh, condition is not a choice and that certain decisions are better for that person then you should not get in the way of that that should be their decision Yeah. and well i
0: never talked about oh sorry sir
1: no no no, i i was just making that clear i I, um because yeah that's not something i tend to discuss uh but I I think there is a little bit of a difference there, and that's that's why I quite like the the battery acid because most people will agree. Going around telling people they should inject battery acid into their veins is a dangerous view, and rightly so. If people come out and say that is actually harmful to say to people, that's not them, you know, necessarily kicking you out of a community, but trying to say the views that you hold are dangerous. And yeah. I said, I'm not afraid of people disagreeing with me because that's how I do figure out if the whole, the views that I hold are um wrong or even potentially dangerous i don't want to hold views that are potentially dangerous i don't want to hurt people that's not my yeah that's not my goal
0: hey can i ask you real quick this is a side tangent but uh what what ethnicity are you are are you jewish
1: no no i'm um well
0: you're not i I was born in australia but like ethnicity though
1: uh, in a mix of um, kind of Anglo-Saxon and Middle Eastern.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I was, yeah, I was thinking you had like kind of with the beard and I was thinking a little bit more Middle Eastern. And uh, yeah, I actually got to spend um, about a week in Palestine uh, learning, uh, learning from the, uh, the Muslims down there. It was really interesting, very empathetic uh, experience. And I just want to close off. I'll give like a two-minute little sol- soliloquy here because I got a chance to go in and learn with the, uh, as they said with the Muslims and they welcomed me in, you know, they taught me about Islam, they fed me. And that to me was the most, uh, one of the most eye-opening experiences of my whole life because I got to see that these people were just as human as me. And they had things like a sense of humor, you know? In fact, I would never have believed this, but these guys were making, like, bathroom jokes, you know, (laughs) like, inside of a mosque, which is pretty freaking funny. I'm not sure if you know this, but, (laughs) God, this is funny. But uh, Muslims, they don't shake with their right hand because that's, like, the area you wipe with, so they shake with their left hand. And so uh, I saw one of these guys, he got the other guy by the hand and started kissing him on his right hand, and he was, like, ganking his hand away, but... Uh, I, I did see them making, you know, jokes, and uh, they were serving each other, and, you know, they were welcoming me, and they were going out and trying to find some Muslims who had stepped away from their faith and tried to bring them back, and I think I think, just, you know, when you get to spend time with people and try to understand really where they're coming from, especially like the topic that I know you know what's going on, it's like, Let's just assume, for example, let's just assume that I am like bigoted in that area, which I'm not, but let's just assume that I am. Like, do you think calling me names or trying to block me, excluding me from groups, like, do you think that's going to make me any better? Or do you think that, like, God. if I'm going to learn, hold on, hold on, hold on, if I'm going to learn from this situation, I need to be interacting with trans people or people from the LGBT community. I need to be treated like I have an opinion. That's, you know, maybe it's not completely valid, but I am a human and I do have a right to have an opinion that disagrees with you. And if you want to change my mind, calling me the F word or or bigot or saying that I'm hateful, that's not going to do a lot to help out your cause. Now, I'm someone who will take on Christians from my own community who are being bigoted and hateful and transphobic or homophobic. I will take on my own community. But on the other hand, it's like, if I'm being treated like this from this community, that makes me not want to even put my neck out out there because whenever I stand up for this community, I get attacked from my own side. And then this other side says, well, you're not affirming enough. And so we're gonna attack you from this side. So i am get attacked from both sides. Uh, But yeah, do you want to say something?
1: Uh, My opinion on that uh, it, it, it depends on the circumstance. I'm all for uh-huh. not calling names directly. But when I, uh-huh. if I was to say get into a heated discussion, I call someone an idiot. I'm not saying overall you're an idiot. I'm saying this idea of yours is idiotic. That's, and that's, I idiotic. think, generally what happens. But that's slightly separate. I think it's a little different when you're online that it becomes about platforming because it's not necessarily your view or changing your mind. And by that, we can make this a hypothetical about any individual when I say who, if you, if you would like. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. It's about whether we should allow those views to be platformed, whether we should give that an audience. Because if, let's go back to my battery acid thing. Actually, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're happy with, with vaccines, right? You, you'll take the vaccines, yes? Like say the Yeah, I got COVID, my T-vaccine. Like... I got
0: T-vaccine. Good,
1: good. I'm on board. Do you think that, it's right to give a really strong, like give someone who is an anti vaxxer a big platform where they can influence millions of people to take the wrong decision without okay. without stepping in and saying, no, that's wrong. Do you because th- as I said to me, it's not when it comes to this public platform that's a little different from private, I think that you have to be careful with that platforming issue. And what the right. exact yeah. answer is, I don't know. I'm personally reasonably patient, but I will draw the line uh, at some point. If someone keeps saying, if someone li- if, is shown to be a liar about something, I won't be keen to give them a platform. If somehow letting them on was going to get them more views, uh, it, it's yeah, it, it really depends on the circumstance. Uh, to me, that, an names and someone calling me stupid or an idiot over something doesn't bother me as much because I said it's more to do with that idea. That's how I see it. I'd, so it does depend. And I'm trying to keep careful not to go too down the rabbit hole of where we know where this that part of the conversation is coming from because it depends. If someone keeps coming out and saying, I'm going to support this view or I'm pro or I'm all for this, but at the same time, we'll also say things that are somewhat, I, I guess, hateful. Again, and I'm trying to keep this as hypothetical as I can. I, oh. Then then I would say I, I'm personally not going to go and swear at them because I don't swear I don't. I, I'm not likely to call them names, though I may tell them that they're flat out wrong or they are being stupid, mm-hmm. something along those lines. But I would probably stop platforming. I would, I would stop interacting with them pretty quickly. In, in the sense That's that I wouldn't give them a platform. I would still, to a point, discuss with them, but if their ideas, if it's clear that they're not willing to have a conversation, they're not willing to learn and they just want to talk, that would also play into it. So it really depends yeah. on the person and the circumstance. So it's not a straightforward yes or no. I don't agree. Like I'm, I'm all for people disagreeing with me and I know a lot of the people that I interact with and the people that I'm quite close to in the community are for that. As long as the conversation can go both ways, and you, you show that you are willing to listen. If you sit down, and as I said, like if it if it comes to the point where it's clear that you're not willing to to let this go back and forward, you're not willing to at least listen. You don't have to agree with everything the other person says. then that, that's different. But again, I'm. This is just more my general opinion than uh,
0: yeah. without
1: going too specific.
0: Speaking about platforming, I'm sorry, normalizing atheism, whoever you are, but I'm not going to platform you right now. Um, I'm a matter of trying to connect with people and trying to humanize people and trying to uh, build bridges. So you obviously want to build some kind of walls here, and I'm not interested. I'm not playing your game, so I do apologize. But I do want to tell you one quick thing. Thank you for that, by the way. But, okay, so... We're supporting five different nonprofits here, and I want to give you um, an option to pick one to donate to, uh, that we donate on behalf of our uh, interlocutors, I hate that word, our guests. But one is an anti-bullying campaign for the LGBT um, community, done by a former uh, NFL player, uh, Sarah Tuolo, who is uh, homosexual in the NFL, it caused a lot of uh, issues for him. So now he's helping um, lgbt youth uh, north korean refugees uh, they bring attention and uh you know help to assistance in people in north korea uh, another one is single mothers in south korea called kumpa they help it's really difficult for single mothers here uh, in south korea um, which is why you see a lot of korean people sending their kids overseas um very big uh very sad issue that Korean people don't adopt their own kind. But okay, single mothers, we also do, um, sorry, I'm still thinking about this one. Uh, do any of those right there, uh, let's see we do that. Oh yeah, we do another one, a Nazi organization, which is helping ex-Nazis to deconvert, helping Nazis to deconvert from uh, KKK members. And again, the, the key to de-radicalizing those people is actually by them getting to know people from the other, uh, you know, the people who they hate. That is like 100% of the time when they deconvert is them meeting people. So um, they have their own prejudices and and ideas about them. But when they can inter- interact with them themselves, it is like you can never punch that out of someone. You can never punch that hatred outside of them. They need to be overcome with compassion and uh, and respect and love. So. There's that one, and then there's the Palestinian Palestine and uh, Jewish organization. The Palestinians are actually former Nazis, which is amazing. The former Nazis, and now they work with slain uh, Jewish, the, the parents of slain Jewish um, civilians. So I, I want to run these down. Uh, they, they they work for peace, though. It's a great organization. I got to see them in Palestine, but... LGBTQ, North Korea, single mothers, South Korea, helping the Nazis deconvert, or Palestinian and Jewish organization. Which one that's 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 a difficult
1: one. They all sound pretty terrible,
0: right? Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do like the the helping to deconvert more because that was actually something we kind of touched on today. So I feel like that would be a touching. Sure, sure. A okay. relevant one, but I but it's hard because yeah. I feel like I'm taking away from the others. I know, all, I know. Uh, it doesn't help. Like, they're all, okay, I'll they're tell you all what.
0: great. Okay. Pick one more. Pick one more. Since you're saying that, pick one more. Oh.
1: Sorry, just give the list again. I just want to hear them. LGBT,
0: forum. North Korea, single mothers, or Palestine. Pick one more.
1: Mm. Oh, don't like – oh, this is such hard to see. Let's go with the, the first one. Cause that one also oh, kind yeah. of touched on uh, a little bit yeah, and yeah. then that way, well, at least towards the end in, in, yeah. Oh, that's not. Yeah. It's kind of like, can we just split it yeah. between them all?
0: I'm, I know. Right. I'm really passionate about all of these. Um, I think that, um, you know, we can, we can have honest agreement a uh, disagreements and still uh, totally respect each other and love each other, you know, but uh, do you have any, like two minute last thoughts? and then uh, we'll wrap up.
1: Uh, not really. I, I just hope that people can, that we look at the evidence and we do things based on what we can show to be true. And that we work towards leaving the world a better place than we found it in. That's, that would be my parting comments.
0: No, that's a good point, And I do want to springboard off of that for one second, because when we're discussing science, uh, there are some gaps in there and there's some things that we're we're observing and it could be later on find out that we're the observations that we've made aren't even accurate, you know, I mentioned the bowling ball, but uh, the planets um, finding planets and I will say this that one thing that is absolutely demonstrable, demonstrably shown to be pr- proven right now is that love Absolutely trumped hate, you know Hate we know what we know where hate is going to get us. We know where disrespect. We know we're um, Assuming the worst about the other person we know where that's going to get us and so if we want to sit around and try to Gaslight and demonize the other side rather than taking a look inwards, We also know where that gets us that that may make us feel better at the time But it's not going to move us forward as a species so I do want to end off in that and saying that um, some of this stuff maybe is theoretical, but we know absolutely that uh, the things that we could be doing to making this world a better place for all of us. So that being said, don't forget to check us out at www.rgpodcast.com Having respectful conversations like this, not assuming the worst, uh, trying to see the best sides of the other's position. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. You can also find us on Spotify. And uh, if you'd like to come on as a guest, you can check us out at uh, or email us at RITpodcasts at gmail.com. And uh, we definitely look forward to seeing you back again. And we are going to leave you with this ending video. Thank you for joining us. Bye.